Hello, and welcome to the Quantum Fit Podcast. I'm Taylor, and I am your host. This podcast is all about applying the different principles of quantum physics and quantum biology to your health and fitness. This gives us a holistic view of how different environmental factors, such as sunlight or cold, play a major role in your overall health. So I won't just be talking about diet or exercise and developing good habits. If you want to really make lasting changes in how you feel, think, and act, then I'd recommend you try to listen closely and have an open mind to what I have to say. Every day I'll be hitting you with a quick 7-15 to minute long podcast. I keep it short like this because it makes it both informative and to the points that you don't feel quite so overwhelmed with information. Also, currently I do not do any kind of advertisements. So instead, I ask that you share this podcast with a friend or family member if you enjoyed the message and gained something from it. I want to be able to spread quality and easy-to-understand content that everyone can take and use in their own daily lives. I would highly appreciate it. On to today's episode, Stop Wearing Smartwatches. Well, this is definitely going to be another controversial podcast episode, so strap in, folks. I believe that wearable devices are almost always a terrible idea. The main concern I have with them is the Bluetooth EMF that is constantly getting beamed to your phone, as well as the use of shitty LED lights Uh, shining directly on veins in the wrist. If you've been a listener for a while now, you know that I've mentioned before, mentioned, (laughs) I've uh, talked about it almost constantly before, that our health is intimately tied to the environment, mainly through EMF and light. First off, there's no such thing as a safe EMF level. Well, non-native, you would call, because the sun puts out its own EMF, which would be, you know, native EMF. That stuff is safe. But other than that, there's no such thing as a safe EMF level. Especially for something that you're wearing all day, and especially during night. Bringing back up that point, uh, before electricity, the only EMF on Earth, again, would be present during the daytime because it would come from the sun. The circadian rhythm syncs up with this. So... Wearing a device that pumps out even a tiny amount of EMF will disrupt your circadian rhythm by a large amount, you know, a large margin during your sleep, and this is going to lead to mitochondrial problems. So again, that's the first big problem with any uh, smart, you know, fitness wearable device, I don't know, whatever, smartwatch or whatever you want to call it. The other part is the LEDs in most so-called smartwatches are 100% A-grade garbage. They're almost always a green LED that does not have biological health in mind. These LEDs are constantly flickering in an unnatural light directly into your bloodstream. Keep in mind that, you know, as I mentioned in my very first episode, The blood is designed to absorb light and transport it throughout the body. So don't think that the effects will stay localized within the wrist while you're wearing it. The main problem I can see with this is that the green light 
you know, green light isn't supposed to exist at nighttime. So being exposed to this while sleeping, that's a really dumb idea. It's definitely going to lower your sleep quality. Again, it's going to it's going to mess with your circadian rhythm. Now, I will admit I'm unsure of the exact effects during the day from green light. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it messes with your circadian rhythm somehow. I just don't know the exact mechanism. And I don't have any studies to go off right now. But again, if I had to guess, you're just going to get a stress, overall you're just going to get a stress signal showing up in your cells. Now I know for a fact it'll especially be worse if you're indoors under blue lighting compared to being outside in full sun exposure. That's why I say I'm not totally sure about the effects of the green light from the watch during the days, because if you're out in the sun getting full sun exposure, usually that is enough, especially if you're grounded. That's enough to overcome any issues like lighting, especially such a small signal. So it's something I wouldn't be too worried about during the day if you're grounded and in the sun. But during night, I mean, man, that's going to be, that's going to wreck you, seriously. Now, there are fitness wearables that use red and infrared light to track heart rate. Kind of like, you know, not how, well, it's kind of like I mentioned, I think on the last episode, maybe a couple episodes ago, I apologize, I forget. But I had mentioned towards the end of it that having too much infrared exposure before bed will actually mess with your sleep because your body kind of treats it like sunlight, actually, because that's normally the only time you get a lot of infrared light. So, again, since this watch is putting out, you know, these kinds of watches that have the red and infrared light LEDs are putting out that kind of light, I mean, there's a chance it could negatively impact your sleep. But I just wouldn't be as worried about it, though, since, you know, it's a very, very small amount, and again, it's a light that's pretty natural for darkness, you know, because you can, you know, reds don't mess with our ability to create melatonin at night, so it doesn't mess with our sleep. So, overall, I wouldn't be too worried if it was, you know, a quality infrared light. That's not as bad of an issue. But again, still talk, still have the issue of EMF, and you really don't want that stuff while you're sleeping. All right, incoming ad. Get an Apple Watch today so you too can look cool because you can do stuff like reply to messages, play around on apps, and waste your precious time with a watch instead of a phone. Just starting at $24.99. Or $249.99, my bad. <laughs> but seriously, uh, this brings me to my next major point. We need less distractions in our life, not more seriously, uh, smart wearable tech is just going to slow you down in the long run by giving you more information. Uh, I would argue more useless information. Being more connected, you know, ever more connected all the time and available to others at all times, it has its problems. I mean, besides the constant temptation to screw around on apps, games, or whatever might be on your watch. God, you know, it's funny. I, I can't even believe that we're at a point where, you know, telling people to stop messing around with their watches is even a thing. You know, I, I, but seriously, uh, 
something like an Apple Watch, I, I would highly, highly avoid getting it again because of all the distractions and everything that's in it, you know? Too many temptations. Plus, Apple Watch puts out a crazy amount of EMF. I mean, tons, okay? Because it's not just transmitting small amounts of data. It's transmitting uh, messages and stuff. Plus, anything that runs apps and stuff, it's, it takes more power, which means it's going to create more EMF. So, yeah, I would highly advise not getting one. Uh, moving forward, though, my, my big question from all this is, what's the point in tracking all of those metrics with wearable fitness tech? You know, like, I just think, like, why are you so concerned with how many steps you take? Why do you need a device to tell you what your heart rate is when you can, you know, easily check it yourself? If you don't know how, just look it up. You know, you just put your finger to your pulse, to your pulse, you know, on the major vein on your wrist or your neck, and you know, you're able to count it out and figure it out. It's really, really not that hard. You know, so, but, you know, if you feel the need to track different kinds of metrics and stuff, like how much exercise you're getting in and all the minutes and all that. I mean, just do it the way our ancestors would. Use your own brain. You know, just, it's easy. It really is easy. All you have to do is remember to always stay more active rather than less and move often. Don't stay in one spot. Don't sit down for hours at a time, you know. Try to move every 20 minutes or so doesn't need to be complicated. I, I just don't get why people feel the need to have a wearable device to tell them, okay, now you got to move. You know, I mean, what the hell? What's the point in having a frontal, you know, highly advanced frontal lobe like we do and not use it? I just, I, just, I don't know. I, I don't get it. So, you know, which brings me to my next point. In most cases, I see people wanting to use smart wearable devices if they have low dopamine. You know, I, I say this because, like I talked about in my second episode on dopamine, those with low levels will be attracted to technology and are also more susceptible to being brainwashed into making, honestly, I would say dumb purchases. So don't be that person. I mean... Now, you know, there is, of course, always an exception to the rule. There is a device I do recommend. It is the Aura Ring. So, Aura Ring is, I don't know, it has, pretty much has the best of everything for what you would want, to be completely honest. They have their uh, specific absorption rate test online, or it's simply the SAR test. And that test just shows how much EMF the ring puts out, and it's extremely, extremely, extremely low EMF levels. But the best part is you can actually turn the ring on to airplane mode and still have it run and track everything. I don't know any other devices that actually do that. And, you know, of course, that, that's what I would do. Just make it so you have, like, no EMF at all. And so the ring... In my opinion, the ring is great for athletes or anyone really serious about seeing how they respond to different things. Like, you know, how much exposure, uh, cold exposure they're doing, you know, just to make sure they're not overdoing it. Or just comparing different kinds of workouts, you know, to see, you know, just what the result is on them, how they're responding to it. The ring tracks everything with uh, best-in-class infrared lights. So... 
its heart rate tracking is as biologically compatible as possible. Uh, personally, oh, and again, I'm not an affiliate for them right now, so I'm just saying this based on the research I've done. Like, it's a great product. You know, if you want to get it, you should buy it. I don't make any money off of saying this. I'm just recommending it to you because I want to buy one myself. Uh, personally, the reason I'm looking into it is, you know, I kind of want to mess around with tracking my heart rate variability. Sleep would kind of be interesting to see, just because there's a lot of different things I do to try and make my sleep better. And they have something that's called like a readiness score. You know, like, it'll kind of tell you if, well, there's a bunch of different scores that go into the readiness score that'll basically say, you know, can be kind of an indicator of, hey, are you going to get sick soon? Or even for women, I guess it can tell that they're going to, uh, you know, begin their cycle soon. So it's kind of interesting. So it's worth trying out at some point in the future anyway for myself. But one last thing before we finish up here. Remember that when your environment is in check, tracking all metrics, for the most part, becomes pointless. I mean, with the exception of myofacial tensegrity, for you FP folks out there, functional patterns, or just functional movement uh, wannabes, I suppose, all trackable health metrics are most influenced by quantum solutions. So... If you're getting year-round full naked sun exposure, you don't live in the city, you do daily cold exposure, and you're eating lots of fish and trip, I wouldn't worry about how many steps you're taking. So, yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and find me on Instagram. I'm at RealQuantumFit. You can find me on my personal Facebook page, Taylor Kelson. Or you could send me a voice message across Anchor through their app if you're listening to me on there. See ya!